Guys, my name is James Walton. For the last seven years, I've been the pastor over the fourth through sixth grade ministry, and my wife and I are now moving on to something new where we're partnering with the organization Youth with a Mission, and we're pioneering a base here in North County. But I'm here with you guys today to share with you on da your daily hope for Ezra chapter three. This is a really cool chapter uh, where we see the people of Israel uh, getting to return to their, um, to their home country, to their home place where they've been in exile from over the last 70 years in Babylon. And they've received a grant and a permission from the Persian king to go there and rebuild their temple. So they've gotten settled in their towns. And then on the seventh month, it says that they came together to Jerusalem as one people. They showed up and here they showed up to the temple of God that they had, but it's in ruins. And so they clear out the ruins. And the first thing that they do is before even starting to build the temple, they build an altar and they begin to sacrifice to God. Now, this is huge uh, because it's in, it's in what the law of Moses says to do. But it's also just a way where they haven't had that place to sacrifice unto God. And what they want to do is coming back to this place is they want to get right with God. They want to be forgiven. They want to receive that sacrifice, that atonement. And so they come in worshiping, honoring God, and seeking forgiveness. And so it's a really cool thing. There's this thing that we do in YWAM. Uh, it's called the Steps of Intercession. And it's by this lady named Joy Dawson. But it's a way of just like steps, things we follow. that leads us into a time of prayer. Um, the first one is to, you know, honor God for who he is. But the second one is really cool. It talks about making your heart clean before God. And we do that by just confessing confessing our sin. We do that by just acknowledging our brokenness and acknowledging that we're not right so that we can get right with God. And that's what the people of Israel are doing here. They want to get right with God. They want to deal with their sin. Now, for the Israelites, they needed that, that altar. They needed that place to sacrifice in order to do that. But for you and I, we have the blood of Jesus that has a, an all-sufficient sacrifice towards us. And so we just get to acknowledge that, confess our sin, and receive forgiveness and be clean before God. We don't have to do anything. We can't even earn it, but we do need to acknowledge that we are sinners and receive his forgiveness. And so I encourage you, wherever you go to meet to God, um, clean your heart, clean your heart before him so that there's nothing in between you. Um, confess your sin, confess your sin to one another and let his forgiveness cleanse you from that so that there's nothing in between you and your relationship with God. As it goes in to say, they continue to build on this foundation, they lay the foundation and a cool part comes in the story where they get the foundation laid and everybody begins to celebrate. There's this, Everybody has like uh, clinging symbols that they're going on and like people are shouting for joy but there's something else that's interesting that's happening here and uh it happens i think i believe in verse nine but it says but many of the older priests and levites and family heads who had seen the former temple wept aloud when they saw the foundation of this temple being laid while many others shouted for joy and it says that the shouts for joy and weeping were so loud that they could not distinguish between two of them I thought this was a really interesting aspect uh, and just an imagery of, you know, people like celebrating but also uh, people crying in this moment of like the foundation of this temple being laid. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk why are these people weeping? 
Um, there's two reasons that I kind of come across my mind. The first one is I think it's that humility that comes with age and just wisdom of experience, the faithful of God. They, it says that they were worshiping God saying he is good and his love toward Israel endures forever. I think with the older generation, there is actually an experience that like, wow, his faithfulness does endure forever. Whereas the young people who are probably celebrating and rejoicing, they're like, his love endures forever, but they're like 20 to 30 year olds like me. And they, they really haven't seen how truly faithful and good God is and how his love does endure forever. Um, there's a word in Spanish uh, for the English word to know. There's actually two uh, different words for it. And one is to know about by factually knowing about something. And the other one is to know like personally. And so you can say, I know about that person, but then there's another one to say like, no, I know that person from relationship. I've experienced them. And I think in this element, the young people are celebrating, wow, God is good, it's faithful, but they're like kind of factually saying that, even celebrating this circumstance. But with the wisdom of the older generation, they're saying we've experienced the faithfulness of God. And that's such a remarkable thing. So that's why I think it is really the main reason why they're weeping. But there's actually something else going on in this narrative that we see from other prophets. And it has to do with the, that statement saying that they had seen the temple before. So they've seen the temple before and were taken into exile for 70 years. And so they knew what the temple used to look like. And this is the temple that was built in Solomon's glory with gold. And, you know, it was made to look great. And now this is like rising from the ashes. And so um, there's actually a verse in Zechariah that talks about kind of the same scene. Uh, and he says to the people, he says uh, in verse uh, 6 of chapter 4 of Zechariah, he says, uh, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Uh, and then it continues to say that the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you for who has despised the day of small things. So this is a small thing. It's not like it was, but God is doing it. And I think we can take that as an encouragement. When we see God doing something new or doing something different, we shouldn't be like, oh, back in my day, but rather we can acknowledge that it's not by man's power or will, but it's by the spirit of God. And that we can recognize God is doing something new. Um, so I hope Ezra chapter three in this story encourages you and blesses you. Um, you know, practically when we approach God, let's get a clean heart as we go before him. And then as we worship, you know, that God truly is, he is good and his love endures forever. Whether we're celebrating that for the first time or whether we've seen that faithful and true throughout the years of our lives. Uh, also, want to encourage you, if you know any fourth through sixth graders, we have an amazing class called What's the Story Coming Up? And it's a great way for students to get a proper understanding of how these little books of the Bible all fit into God's big story. Mark Freestead's teaching it, and it actually is done with parents long toe. So uh, if you want to facilitate amazing conversation with your students, definitely uh, check out this class for our fourth through sixth graders. God bless you guys. Take care.